What's good, sports world? It's your boy, Boogie Hawkins, Buffalo Bills beat reporter, Wolfo 1080 at Power 96.5, and you're tuned into the Pro Sports Podcasters, baby. Holler back. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcasters. I'm your co-host, Mr. Nemo's Bruce, and I'm joined by talented Mr. Justin Williams. Justin, how you doing? Oh, living the dream, my guy. Baseball is on. So rare. MLB has been my thing. It's it's a good time to be alive. Excellent. I must admit, my my server has fallen away a little bit. I was doing quite well with the the players I was picking up. I had a quite nice bullpen, but uh, I got a little bit busy, so I'll have to jump back on that before the season is out. And when the season does end, we'll be in the thick of the football season, the NFL. So to take us through everything that is going on across the Niagara Falls over in Buffalo, it's friend of the show. You can find him over at Wufo Sports. If anything is happening in Buffalo, he knows about it before everyone else. It is Mr. Mookie Hawkins. Mookie, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I- Thank you for that, that that great introduction. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. You're also a coach, I, I remember. How's the how's the team going? How's the the play calling? Yeah, season just started, but we were um our coaching staff well, I coached the North South game here. It's the high school all star game. So it's the first time where it was, you know, all black coaching staff. We represented the South and we won twenty two fifteen. You so love to game. see it. Putting the work in still, you know. That's what it's all about, putting the work in. And I know you've been all over training camp out at Orchard Park there. It's, you know, we're heading into the double-digit side of things in terms of the number of days of training camp. It's not the longest nowadays, but it is intense. What are some of the things you're seeing with the Buffalo Bills as they get into the preseason? Well... I see iron sharpening as iron. That's what I've been seeing out of this team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad that the hype is away from this team. Um, let Aaron Rodgers, the Dolphins, all the other teams in the division have all that all that glory. Uh, the Bills are locked in on only one thing and one thing only, and that's getting to the Super Bowl. So um, they have been in every situation. Obviously, what happened to them last year, no team has ever endured. So, you know. Hey, things are back to normal. Uh, as long as the Bills can stay injury-free, uh, they would definitely have a say about what happens in the AFC Conference, let alone the AFC East. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to the AFC East in a second, but you, you did touch on the the horrific and the unique situation at the back end of the last uh, regular season with, with DeMar Hamlin, and we're so thankful that he's He's survived, he's pushed through, and he's actually on the field, which is which is a bonus in itself. What's it been like with him? And not only him personally with his comeback, but also 
how the team's gotten around him and him returning to the facility. Oh, man. I mean, man, it seems like he, you know, and like it never happened. You know what I mean? And to be quite honest, he's, you know, he looks better than last season. So, <laughs> you know, he, he looks better than last season, you know, and, you know, hey, he didn't, he didn't have some contact and, you know, he passed that. So, you know, that's just how, how that works. Uh, like I said, everything is back to normal. So, hey, another quality depth piece that they have in that secondary behind Micah Hyde and John Poirier. You pair him with Tyler Rapp, and it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I like it. And, and you still got uh, you still got Trey White out on the out on the corner with with the young man, Mister Elam. What can we expect from the cornerbacks, especially Trey White, going forward this season? Well, again, um, you figure. Tredavious White is over there. They do have Dane Johnson back, um, who started the past two seasons. So, hey, you got a good problem over there at, at, at the cornerback. You got Benford and Chris, and you got Christian Benford and Kyrie Elam, two two great backups at this point in time. But it's a three-headed monster race for cornerback number two between Benford, Elam, and Dane Jackson. So, my guess, if I was a gambling man, Dane Jackson would still get the nod because he's been the starter for the past two seasons. So the familiarity and the continuity and the trust lies with Dane Jackson more than it does those two. But Elam and Benford has definitely been balling out and flashing the camp, uh, having their fair share of interceptions and making plays. Uh, you know, they do get beat still. But, you know, we're talking Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs they're going up against. So those guys are going to be better. And, again, those are two more quality depth pieces you have in the event if Trey Davies or, you know, Dane Jackson, if he's the starter, go to that. For sure. You touched on Diggs. And, um, oh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Diggs later on. But, Justin, why don't you jump in? Darn tootin' I will. If we can switch this up a little bit, would you mind uh, talking some Buffalo Sabres there, bud? What you, what's your thoughts on the Sabres? The Sabres, the Sabres reminded me how the Bills really got this thing going, you know, the same, the same type of way. You know, I think this is the time where, obviously, if they pick up where they left off, they should definitely, you know, give a people, you know, get teams around for their money in the division for sure, and make the playoffs this year. You know, um, then once they get there, they should, you know, make some noise. But it's it's kind of like how the Bills came and developed their players and brought them in. So, uh, Coach Granado's doing an awesome job, and you know, hey. Another year, another year of continuity with these young guys. And, uh, hey, I like the pick, you know, the, the picks that they, they they brought in this year. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to pay dividends this year because that's just not how hockey really goes. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I do like where they're going as an organization. Is, and it's been a while, a long-ass time, that you can really say something like that about the Sabres. Which is interesting. So how do you feel about the Jack Eichel trade to Las Vegas and then him now becoming a Stanley Cup champion? Well, like I said, it's still the same thing. You know, it's the same thing like how the Bills. You know, I, you got everybody leaving Buffalo and winning Super Bowls. Now you got them leaving the Sabres and winning Stanley Cups. But I do believe that it was a win-win, you know, for everybody. It was a win-win for Vegas. Vegas knew that, hey, Eichel was that missing piece to get them to a Stanley Cup, you know, and hey, the Bills, I mean, the Sabres more or less were, you know, hey, you know, we basically is starting this thing over from scratch with what we have and we working it from there. 
And you see the growth in that team getting better and making the playoffs the Granado way, you know? It was just uh, it was it was really a shit show if you ask me with Ico and the coach that they brought in. That was never a match. That was that was that was a shit show to, to be to start off with. You know, you don't right. have a seventy year old coach trying to coach nineteen year olds, twenty year olds like that. It's too much of a gap difference with that. Like he don't speak their language at all, and it was just they just didn't didn't know how to put the right pieces around Ico. And that's exactly it, too. Also, if you go back to watch when Eichel was drafted right after Connor McDavid, freaking, I can't remember who drafted him, but they were just upset that they didn't get McDavid. And they're like, we take Jack Eichel. Like, it was so, obviously, they put more oomph behind it, but they looked really distraught that they took Jack. <laughs> so trade the fucking pick, right? You know what I'm saying? That's you it, know, but they didn't. McDavid trade the pick, right? You know, I go do it. You just taking it because he's the best player available. Uh, legitimately, he don't fit the scheme, right? You know, y'all didn't, y'all didn't know what to do with him. Y'all didn't develop Icon. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, other people know what to do with him. That's why they didn't mind putting the trade in for him. So win-win. I say win-win still. Win-win. That's good. What are you expecting out of the Buffalo uh, Sabers this year? Aside from making more noise, do you expect them to go deep into the playoffs, or you expect them to at least dominate in the regular season? Yeah, I make them know they got to get – once you make the playoffs, it's, it's the best man win at this point. So once you're in, you're in. Um, you know, they're not just making the playoffs just to say, hey, we made it. We made it to the first round. No, you, you make it to – now you in the in the championship round. So go win the championship round. I mean, Toronto kind of feels the same way. We broke our deadlock streak for so long only to flop in the second round. But you know what? We're still objectively not proud of our boys because – we're never happy in Toronto at all with anything. We're really yeah, selfish yeah. over here. Yeah, y'all come from the winning championships. Anything else is uncivilized. That's all there. Honestly, honestly. But moving forward, is there somebody on the Buffalo Sabres that the average hockey fan should keep their eye out for? Kind of like a bit of a dark horse? I wouldn't say he is a dark horse, but, you know, I want to see Owen Power, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know time for him to emerge as that guy. I knew you know, to say that. Year three now, <laughs> it's time for you to be like you was in college. You know, we need to start seeing a little bit more of that, uh, being a little bit more enforcer, a little bit more aggressive in scoring and stuff. You know, that's all you're really missing. You know, you need time for him to turn into that, just just, just an athlete that he's supposed to be, you know. He's, uh, a, he's a certified goon, and he needs to show that he's a certified goon. Exactly. All right. This is the year, year three. So, yeah, I'm on Mr. Powell. It's time for him to be the big dog in the room. All right. It's time for him to rough some people up and make some noise. Now, speaking (laughs) of noisemakers, Mookie, let's talk about the Buffalo passing game. Let's talk about Mr. Diggs and Mr. Allen. Because all I heard after the, the, the playoff exit was that there's alleged problems between these two that one of them wants out and one of them wants a trade and maybe the other one might not be concentrating. To me, it sounded like a lot of national noise, but you're on the ground there. What say you? Yeah, who want to get in trade? The talk was that Stefan Diggs wanted out of Buffalo. That was a talk from the likes of Cowherd and those guys, but. I didn't believe see, it. See, see, that's the problem. Yeah, you keep listening to those guys, and they just got a bigger platform, and they don't know what they're talking about. 
they just doing it for uh, get millions of people to, to tune in. First of all, Stefan Dix has an untradeable contract at this point. Like who's gonna make a trade for Stefan uh, Diggs at a forty five million dollar cap? Yeah. Who's doing that? So second of all, uh where Stefan Diggs is gonna get traded to a team where they have a quarterback such as Josh Allen. Where are you going to get traded to where you're going to be competing for Super Bowls if you're not happy here? So that wasn't definitely not the case. Stefan Diggs is a very opinionated person. Number three, he can, if he wanted to trade, he'll let it be known if he wanted to trade. So that's just people trying to make some, make some shit, you know, that's not there, there. You know what I mean? But, you know, again, that's how media controls the narrative of things. So I'm glad that stuff, you know, when it was time to talk, to us, he had no problem doing it and answering any questions about how he felt, you know, it's a problem he needed to be. So, no, that's just, that was a lot of cat, man. You know, that's just something to get everybody tuned in and listen to because it's something to talk about. But that was never the case. That was completely false. Good. I, 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 I like that. And it's good for Buffalo, which means it's good for the region. It's good for Toronto. So um, we look forward to seeing the the bills going to good and then ideally great now <laughs> that starts off in week one on monday night football against the hard knocks team the jets and <laughs> the the way that everyone's reporting on the jets you'd think that the jets are going to win the AFC east but last time i checked unless Aaron Rodgers is going to jump in and block they still have a pretty rough offensive <laughs> line <laughs> and the last time i checked the buffalo bills have a pretty good defensive line so for me this game is going to be it's not going to be as close as everyone's calling it i think the bills put the jets in the ground and they make a statement is is that the the sense that you're getting from what you've seen in training camp i saw you spoke to leonard floyd earlier today yeah i mean this team knows what they have and this is the time that hey they floating underneath the radar you know, now it's time to, you know, just sneak up on boys and stay consistent, uh, stack wins, and, you know, hey, let's steal home field advantage, even though home field advantage didn't mean a sack of shit against Cincinnati last year. But, you know, just another reset of focus on the task at hand and what really needs to be done uh, and get going. I mean, Leonard Floyd, again, he's on a one-year rental, so he's trying to win it all. You know, he, he's trying to win it all, and – He's another piece that keeps Von Miller out for six to eight weeks, you know, preserve him and make sure that Von Miller is, is, is completely healthy down the stretch when the Bills are going to really need him, you know. So, yeah, he can't wait to get a hold of Aaron Rodgers week one. You know, he has like uh, nine sacks. He has nine sacks on Aaron Rodgers alone. So, you know, those battles of playing back in Chicago when Rodgers was in Green Bay, it's time to reinquate himself. And I'm quite sure, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers forgot about that guy and that he's on the Bills team. But if he has, he'll find out for sure week one. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after Rodgers would run around Soldier Field telling the fans how he owned them and all that. Yeah. I feel like after the, the first few drives and Meadowlands that, <laughs> the only cheese that's going to be going that night is the cheese that Floyd and his buddies are serving up. <laughs> it's like Wisconsin. 
Exactly. And cheese heads. Mm-hmm. Different kind of cheese out there. Now, I, I have to ask, I'm going to ask about the running back situation. Cause we got we got James Cook. We got Damian Harris coming over from New England. Tavius Murray. Is there room for perhaps another running back in the room? Maybe James Cook's brother by any chance? Or is this is this room set for the upcoming season? Right now, I think the room is set. I mean, I, I like Dalvin Cook. But to me, James Cook and Dalvin Cook are kind of like the same player, you know? And, and actually, James is younger, so I'd rather go with the more younger guy rather than, you know, Dalvin. So it would be nice to have him, but I don't think that, it you know, do it really make sense. Uh, now, if somebody goes down, yeah, you know what I mean? But I think they have a, a, a better running back room than what they had last year. Um, last year was James Cook, rookie James Cook, Zach Moss, and Deb. You know, not taking anything away for those guys, but I do believe that Latavius Murray and Damian Harris are a minor upgrade over, you know, Singletary and Moss. And then you got James Cook in the second year, a more polished, uh, you know, and knowing what, you know, how the NFL game is going to be like. So I think that the, you know, the running back is good for now. If the injury happens, then, hey, you know, anything else can happen after that. Absolutely. You never know what's around the corner in the NFL. It's it's a blessing. It's also a curse. And Buffalo fans know that only too well. On the point of the Buffalo fans, like the last couple of seasons, I get the sense across this side of the falls that there's been a sense of anticipation that the Super Bowl is so close. Is it still the same level of anticipation or have things changed a little bit? In reference to what? The the Bills marching towards the Super Bowl. Is that is that the expectation from the fans on, on out there in oh, Buffalo? Yeah, that's an expectation every year. I mean, you know, it's just like a lot of people got off the bandwagon because I guess the whole world had the expectation for the Bills and then, you know, they didn't make it. So, you know, that's good. That's good that, you know, they don't have that type of attention on them now that they can just really just lock in on football and, and understand, hey, just trying to put up a shut up. You know, this team has been together for quite a while. You have a lot of players on this team that's at least been on this team for five years or better, if not better. So. They have a lot of players that's been here and know what it takes. They just got to – it just has to click, and they just have to get it done. You know, it don't even matter where the seedings be. You know, as long as they make the playoffs, if the Bills make the playoffs, I don't care what their record is, if the Bills make the playoffs, They it needs to click this year in the playoffs. It needs to click. They need to get to a Super Bowl, at least get there. Get there. This team is good enough to get there. And if they don't get there this year, you have to wonder why is this team not getting there as good as they are? You know, you got Stefan Diggs already. He had his heart to heart. So, you know, if you already got players, you know, venting their frustrations to the staff, then, yeah, it's a problem. And, you know, it needs to be addressed. How is he acting like this? And he has over 100 catches and, and you know, in top of his position group and all that. So it ain't about him. It's about winning. You know, he wants to win. And everybody on that team and everybody in the city of Buffalo believes that this team is good enough to win a Super Bowl with the pieces they have. And they do. You know, they, they proved that for the past three years. But when is the time? You know, when is the time? So 
I feel it at the time is now, you know what I mean? When it's least expected and teams aren't, aren't, aren't really, you know, caring too much about the Bills. I mean, they know they got Diggs. They know they got Josh Allen. But until the Bills prove that they much more than that, then we'll see what happens on a week-to-week this season. Sure. And just on that point, in terms of proving that they're more than just Allen and Diggs, BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Can we see some more 12 personnel going on? Because Dawson Knox is obviously a mainstay at tight end, but he's been joined by the other DK, Dalton Kincaid, who the, the Bills took on the last few months. Can we see some more uh, two tight end packages this season from what you've seen in training camp? Well, that's what you're going to see. That's Dorsey's pet personnel. You didn't really see that last year, and, you, and that's why the Bills struggled. And it seems like Dorsey was, you know, he seemed uh, uncomfortable at times, you know, in certain situations because he really didn't have that. Like last year they had O.J. Howard for preseason, and I thought I, I thought O.J. Howard did enough to make the team. But in their eyes, I guess it wasn't, you know, good enough, and, you know, he didn't make the team, but but you saw the offense towards the second half of the season just stay stagnated. Like, you know, it wasn't nothing adjusted, no change or anything like that. So go out and get Don Kincaid in the first round. So you rest assured it's definitely going to be 12 personnel. That's what Dorsey's accustomed to. He's comfortable with that. That's what they were playing back in the days when he was quarterback at, at, at the U with uh, Shockey and Winslow was the tight ends. Then you go to Carolina with Shockey and Olsen, right, when he was a quarterback's coach there with Cam Newton and those guys, and they went to the Super Bowl. So definitely going to see a 12 personnel with Kincaid and and, and, and Dawson Knox out there, Gabe and, and Stefan and James and Josh probably for the most part just to start things off. And then everything moves like a Rubik's Cube after that. All right. I look forward to seeing this. Okay. I'm going to remember that for fantasy. <laughs> So will I, mainly because you and Kobe will be telling me what to wager and who to sign and all that fantasy football stuff. But moving forward, I'm going to take you back to January 22nd, 2023, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Buffalo Bills. The score was 27-10, but Buffalo was the favorite going into that, despite the fact Cincinnati had kind of this miracle, lovable loser kind of run, I guess. I'm not too sure. What would you say was the turning point and what happened to the Buffalo Bills in that game? Which game? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals game. Cincinnati game, it was just a bad game plan. Team was going through a lot mentally. The players, not only the players, but you got to keep in mind too, coaches witnessed that too. So you got to check their, their, ment- their mental and you know, what they're going through, how is it affecting them, how is it, how is it affecting them really to focus on work so that game plan was not the game plan that you would want to bring to the table versus a Cincinnati bingo team, a hungry Cincinnati bingo team on a row. I mean, you know, at home, you know, virtually. So they just came out flat. They got punched in the mouth early, got down 14 real quick, something that they never witnessed all season, and they couldn't recover from it. You know, when a team is so used to being – in front of and, and winning and on top all the time, they don't know how to play from behind. And that was probably the issue at that point. 
down 14 zip playoff game. So they just had the Bills number. They, I mean, hell, we shutting your pass down. So now you're down 14 zip. You got to pass to stay in the game. We're prepared for that. So if the Bills didn't make no adjustments or no wrinkles to get back in the game, obviously they didn't. It was a clinic for the Cincinnati Bengals. And yeah, I'm quite sure it's a bad taste in their mouth. You know, and that question is going to be asked at some point in the course of the season about that, you know, but they learn from that. and They know that they can't go out there and perform like that in the playoffs. That's for damn sure. You cannot go out there and get your boot smoked and you're supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite. So that's why teams and, and people and the national media then jumped off that bandwagon and all that good stuff. So we just have to see, you know, how have the Bills learned from that playoff loss, that devastating playoff loss, how have they learned from that? And how do they move forward with getting to the Super Bowl? It, all that winning AFC East titles and, you know, making it to the playoffs, that, you know, that that really ain't cool no more. It was like, okay, when y'all going to show y'all dominance and make it to the Super Bowl? You got other teams passing y'all, making it to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati, making it to the Super Bowl. Philly, making it to the Super Bowl. You know, you got other quarterbacks that's they're getting better. <laughs> two, all right? Mm-hmm. Josh, I mean, you're not the only one that's getting better. You know what I mean? So time is now for the Bills to get to the Super Bowl. So that's where, you know, Stefan Diggs versus his frustrations and stuff like that. You've been on the team. You know, he's going into his fourth season here in Buffalo. So what are we doing? Like how we ain't winning, at least getting a Super Bowl receiver like Stefan Diggs. I feel that. Now, hypothetically, if that was reversed and it was in Buffalo, do you feel like Buffalo would have done better, or was that completely null and void based on what you saw? Well, the Bills were they were at home. They were at home. Sorry, I thought they were away for some reason. Yeah, it felt like that. But they was at home. They got their ass whooped. Oh, shit. <laughs> the whole time I thought they were – because, like I said, I didn't really watch the game per se. I saw the highlight tape. But I swear to God, I saw more Bengals than Buffaloes in the stands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. that completely blows my question out of the water entirely then. It was at home. That's why it looked like that. They got their ass whooped at home. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. good on Cincinnati for coming out, I guess, question mark. Moving so forward. You got, when you got a team that's played in the Super Bowl just recently and lost the way they lost, they're going to be like, their confidence got high. You know, that's what they were saying before the Monday night game. Like, yo, we did the road to the Super Bowl go to us. We was there last year. I don't know how they just saying that the Bills is this team and all that. We was the defending chance. It goes through us. So they came out there with a chip on their shoulder to prove everybody that, all right, y'all, after like we went to the Super Bowl was a fluke. Remember, we went to Kansas City, too, and beat Kansas City. So we don't have no problem beating Kansas City. You know? That is. So, yeah, they got it. Yeah. So that's how that go. That was true. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> now, Justin, you're going to love this question because you weren't expecting it. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Now, Mookie... The Kelly family is synonymous in Buffalo. Jim took the team to four consecutive Super Bowls. Unfortunately, in different circumstances, they weren't able to win one of them. But the name lives on through his nephew on this side of the falls. He's the quarterback of the Argonauts, and they're currently 6-1 and one in the CFL season. He hey. also won the Grey Cup last year, coming on in relief in the Grey Cup final when the starting quarterback went down. My question is, Mookie, is is Chad Kelly getting much uh, much run in the the news over there in Buffalo? As he should, but you know that, that's what Chad needs right now. Chad, that's my dog. That's my boy. 
You know, he, he he's making his mark over there. He's winning great cups. You know what I mean? And hey, if he win another one this year, that's he's definitely going to get draw a lot of interest, and that'll definitely earn him another shot in in the league. You know what I mean? That I know that he he, he wants so bad. So another another strong year, win another cup, he's definitely going to come right back here, and and he can he could be the number two for the Bills. He could back up Josh for all I care. Because he's mobile. He has a strong arm. So that'll be perfect. I've been saying, like, they should have been dry. I mean, like, I, I don't have a Kelly, you know, at quarterback yeah. on the roster. Like, he, he should be. He should definitely be there. So I'm quite sure if he proves himself again and win another cup, he's definitely going to get a look from the Bills and potentially, you know, have a good shot at being Josh Allen's backup because I don't think they're going to bring Kyle Allen back. He's on a one-year deal, and Mercury's on a one-year deal. So I think it would be a perfect perfect timing for Chad to come on in for sure next season. But, yeah, defend your championship, win it again, and then, yeah, he's going to get – he's he's going to generate a buzz. That he's definitely going to get a shot. So I don't have to worry about it. Ten toes down, do it again next year, and he'll be back in the league. By the way, the Grey Cup is actually very close to you this year. It's in November and it's in Hamilton, so it's it's not even in Toronto. It's, you can you, all you need to do is just get across, and then it's that um steel town, not far from Niagara. So yeah, I know where Hamilton. We used to party on Thursday nights up in Hamilton. Yeah, you did. <laughs> all right. Well, so okay, book it. Bookie's coming to Hamilton in November. Justin, we're gonna have to take him around. I'm down. Let's go. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, I, I do have a quick question regarding the, the wide receivers because I, I know the headliners are Diggs and Davis. I, I get all of that. But I've noticed that nowadays Keyshawn Johnson's on the squad. Trent Sherfield's on the squad. Andy Isabella's there. What's going on with this former Cardinals connection? What What's what's the connection there? Help me join the dots, please. How many Cardinals is it? I, I counted three in terms of the wide receivers. Keyshawn Johnson, Sherfield, and Isabella. There may be more. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't know. That's it's kind of ironic that it's, it happens that way. He did start in Arizona, but ended up in Miami with Sherfield and, and San Fran too. So it just happened that way. Um, I don't think that it's something that they pull in from Arizona. I mean, if they was, they could have made that trade with D. Hobbit. Then yeah, we could definitely the connection. <laughs> but Arizona was was asking for too much. They was trying to catch the Bills sweet. So okay, okay. No, I just thought I'd. Ask the question and uh, see if there was something that I might have missed. But um, because I know you don't miss anything, Mookie, when it comes to the Bills. <laughs> On that point, who's someone that stood out for you in training camp that that maybe the people don't know about yet, or the people should know about get going into the season? Let's see, who is that guy? I say AJ Epinetta. Oh, I like it. I like my edge rushes, and I, I like him because he kind of took over from. What's his name? The guy that was there for so long, coming off the edge. Anyway, his name is me right now. But AJ has stepped in in the last couple of years. He's taken on the torch. Uh, I like it. Is it his rushing that you like? What? What is there something in particular that you've seen that makes you say, "Watch this guy"? Yeah, I think you know. Last year he had a solid season, and I think he's going to have a better one this year. I mean, six and a half sacks. He, I think he led the team in sacks when Vaughn went down. He's put weight back on. Bills made him lose all the weight, and I think it, it took some of the power from him, and he was kind of uncomfortable with at times. But you know, he did get quicker, so he put the pounds back on, and he's carrying it well to uh, to go along with that speed. 
tan technique is better, it's more refined. You're gonna see, you know, Espinosa Espinosa potentially can be a ten sack season for him this year. In his contract year, you know. So mm-hmm. gotta keep in mind he he got drafted during COVID, so that year was really a wash for him. You got Bills gotta look at it from that standpoint. That's why I maybe would probably give him a low level extension, you know, at this point. Because if he put up ten sacks this year, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. You know, you, the Bills are not going to have enough money to keep him when you got other guys you got to pay. So, or trade him. That would be the only thing. But I would, I would, I would think that I would keep him around two years, seven million, something like that, real quick. He'll take that mm. three and a half. You know, ain't no telling. You know what I mean? Keep him here developing. You know, because you only got Leonard Floyd for one season too. So. You maybe it, things will click and change, and you know he can be that rotational piece. Where Von kicks in, and Bills win a Super Bowl this season. Von might be done the year after that, and Epinesa can take over that final year of his contract and see if you want to extend him then. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. a lot of ways to play it. But if not, we're going to lose Epinesa either way. He's going to be good for another ball team, just like Tremaine Emmons is going to be with the Chicago Bears this year with a bat. Oh, I think the Bears are gonna be. You want to talk about surprise packets? It, it's not the Jets. I think it's. I think it's the Windy City. I think the Bears are gonna lift in a way that we weren't see. You didn't see coming. Well, some of us didn't see coming, but I think that team takes a big step on the NFC North. So I look mm-hmm. forward to seeing that. Now, Justin, mm-hmm. what, what, what's on your mind? Oh my God, so many things are on my mind right now. Thinking about the Argos, thinking about Buffalo Bills, thinking about mainly the Sabres against Toronto Blue Jays, and I'm also mm-hmm. thinking about butter tarts because it's a Canadian dish. What say you, Nee? What's on your mind? Well, butter tarts from Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. So, Mookie, yeah. have you had one before? Did, did you have one? I have not had a butter tart. No, I have not. Okay. What oh. in the hell is a butter tart? <laughs> butter tart, my friend, is a delicious small pastry. It's like a pie, but like mini, if you will but it has butter and stuff in it. Let me find a Google definition of a butter tart real quick. Yeah, it's like kind of like a handheld savory. Is it savory? I don't even know if it's sweet or savory. It's quite tasty. A little bit crumbly, but it's quite tasty. So by Google, a butter tart is a small pastry tart, which generally consists of butter, sugar, syrup, and eggs filled with flaky pastry and baked until the filling is semi-solid with a crunchy top. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably have to come and try that when I when when I uh, when I come to Hamilton. There we go. Oh, please do. That's what's up. We just got uh, buttery chicken tarts here. That's that's all we got. Ah, speaking of chicken, have you tried a uh, like a buffalo chicken poutine? Um, no, I have not. Have you tried a poutine? No, I haven't. Justin. So a poutine is basically cheese on top of fries and gravy, like so cheese curds. And it's all melted and it's absolutely delicious. You can find like a shit ton in Hamilton and they have customized versions. I prefer put polka on mine personally. No can do it. That's not like some shit that's going to change my oil. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know how in Rochester you guys have the, um, what do they call it? The garbage, garbage plate. Garbage plate. Yeah, the garbage plate. Yeah, I ain't, yeah that's going to change my oil. I ain't doing no, 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 no garbage. <laughs> all right. You guys adopted the Toronto Blue Jays for a year. That's right. That's it. So you got the Blue Jays. You also got Tim Hortons. It was in the contract. I don't know if you saw it. Blue Jays did well that year. They did. They did pretty well. Hyunjin Ryu was quite nice. Jays was good when he was here. 
Mm. I don't know. Sometimes they still, they still got it looking like you know the, how they left it. Really, you know what I mean? The OJ logos and all that shit is still like just like you walking in in Toronto. Nice. One of the guys who walked into Toronto and has made quite the name for himself. Actually, he walked into their road trip in Boston is David Schneider. He he had like nine hits in his first three games, which is something we haven't seen since World War II. And he's he's doing quite the introduction to the big show. Was that someone that you'd seen in the Bison system in the last couple of years? Is that a name on the streets of Buffalo people are talking about? No, they, 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 they talk about them uh, quite a bit, but we, we got to get some more dogs there from Bison, man. You know, we, we'll get on a good run and then we'll hit a, a, a slump and, you know, we'll dip in the playoffs real quick. So, got to get back to that. But we definitely put some good product out there, you know. Sacks of Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'll talk to that. I mean, it would help if the the front office here in Toronto maybe didn't trade away the picks for, I guess, underwhelming major leaguers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to get on my soapbox here, so maybe I'll maybe I'll hold that back because I'll just end up ranting about the the Blue Jays and Rogers for about 20 minutes, and I don't think Justin's ready for that. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I, I, I do think the Bisons have some some good guys coming up. I like uh, Ricky Tiedemann. Arelvis Chapman is another guy I think we should watch out for. And Schneider, we don't know how, how long he's going to be up here for with the Blue Jays, but he's definitely making a name for himself. And I, the Blue Jays need hitting. So they brought him in. He started hitting straight away. This is what you want from your minor leaguers, guys who are they're not overawed by the occasion. They want the show. Get into the show. They do got Arelvis Chapman. Yeah, mm. not not the um not the closer, but uh, it's like a namesake. Yeah. yeah, different name. I mean, if the Blue Jays got <laughs> the hundred mile an hour closer, that'd be that'd be lights out for their bullpen. Mm hmm. They had that guy. That's they miss. I mean, I mean, if the Buffalo Bills had that guy, I mean, he's built like a safety. He can probably play two sports. <laughs> he's built like a safety. Now, Mookie, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Wuffo Sports. That's W U F O Sports on Twitter. You can catch me, Mookie Hawkins, on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. M U K I ten eight. There we go. There we go. And before we get you out of here, Mookie, give us a bold prediction. It doesn't have to be Bills, but something Buffalo related. Give us a bold prediction for Buffalo sports for the rest of twenty twenty three. The Bills will make it to the Super Bowl. And the Sabres will make the playoffs. The Bandits will repeat in lacrosse. Champs. Ah, oh, yes, the Buffalo Bandits lacrosse. We got a shout out to them. They did win the they did win the lacrosse title. Yep, yep, yep. That was a a nice time for the city, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was that. There was that practice today. Okay, and uh, you only need to look at the Colorado experience. Their lacrosse team won, and then after that, it was the Avalanche. And then the Nuggets won. I mean, the Broncos had they win a few years ago. So, Kobe, you're good. Don't worry about that. Um, now it's someone <laughs> else's turn. Kobe's a big Broncos fan. Yeah, well, we're going to see what Russell is going to do this year. Mm-hmm. I'm paying. I got the coach now. What you going to do? That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mookie, we appreciate your time. And um, all the best for the rest of training camp. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. 
For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.